You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Gravity Leadership is a community of people seeking to live our lives in the orienting center of God's love in the midst of our post-Christian world, learning to lead like Jesus, live on mission, and make disciples. In nature, gravity is the phenomenon that brings stuff together, objects as small as atoms and quarks, and as large as stars and galaxies. We believe the gravity of the Christian life is the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. The Gravity Leadership Podcast is curated conversations on what it looks like to practically orient our lives and our leadership in the love of Christ, the gravity that holds everything together. You're in the right place if you're looking for the Gravity Leadership Podcast. That, that <laughs> intro music should have cued you in. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And Leah... Our friend Leah does the voiceover in the beginning. She does. She she's she's a baller. She's awesome. And uh, every time she talks about what we do, I'm like, I want to be a part of what she's a part of. Yeah. What What is that? What is, <laughs> she is so awesome. Yeah. Anyway, this is, yeah, if you spaced out during the intro and you don't know our music yet, Gravity Leadership Podcast, we are an organization committed to the uh, ethical treatment of animals. Among other things. <laughs> No, we, we're about uh, Jesus and leading like Jesus and learning to live in his power. And that's what we're talking about. We're in this series. This is episode number two. If you didn't listen to the first episode, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. This will be here when you get done with that first one. Yeah, but that's you can the nice thing about podcasts. Listen to last week's podcast where we kind of set up the cultural moment we're in where yeah. everybody is uh, languishing and freaking out about abuses of power in the church, outside the church. But we're Christians. Uh, and so we're going to talk about church mostly yeah. and how that impacts uh, people who follow Jesus, etc. So today we're going to talk about our con- last last time we talked about how we misconceive of what power is mm-hmm. that we get power wrong and so then it leads to abuse, right? Right. And I just want to I want to sort of in three minutes hold me to this challenge challenge yeah. somebody somebody sort of buzzer and just buzz me. Three minutes kind of set up the situation as we've talked about it, as we want to frame it, 
and then explore out from there. Hmm. But fundamentally, I think we want to suggest that we have defined power in the church and in our world apart from God as revealed in Jesus. Yes. That we have adopted what we could call maybe a worldly or kingdom of this world power, and we have supposed or presupposed that the same power at work in the world is the power at work in the kingdom. Mm. And that power is basically uh, the desire or will to influence and control people and outcomes unto an end. Mm. So power then is my ability or competency or or capability. What's the difference between ability and capability? I think they're the same thing. Why do we have two words for the same thing? I don't know. It's English. I'm really bothered by this now. That yeah. I'm thinking maybe there's this nuance. is not part of my three minutes, by the way. <laughs> well, that, that we have to press pause on your time. <laughs> oh, tell tell Jimmy, pipe down. <laughs> tell him to pipe down. That's Jimmy the dog. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, our my ability to control things is power, right? And so that's uh, how we think about it. Yes, yeah. and so then we. We seek influence. We seek uh, to, you know, uh, coerce. We seek to dominate. We mm-hmm. seek to make manipulate, f- manipulate, and 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 not uh, not with dubious, devious motivations. But right. we think that this is what it means to have authority, to have agency, to have power. Is I make things happen or make people do yes. what I want. Right. I can make other people do, like, and, and for most of us, right, we're in the church here, like, what we're wanting to have happen are good things. Yes. We want to get people saved. We want our churches to grow. We want, you know, we want for, for you know, good things to happen. Yeah, good things. And so, but we employ, unto that end, a vision of power that involves my ability to sort of get other people to do things. To control outcomes. Yes. Is that what you're saying? So power equals control. Like, yeah. It's like how I want to overpower my dogs right now and get them to shut up <laughs> yeah. because somebody just pulled into my driveway. Have dominion right. and rule over those dogs, Ben. <laughs> yeah. That's, I want to. <laughs> Guys, ben. you know how Paul talks about like the thorn in his flesh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's my dog. It's my dogs. <laughs> Uh, Hardman, it's my dog. God's grace is sufficient. Your for you. power is made perfect in those weak, weak dogs. Um, uh, <clears throat> no, so that's it for this episode of the. No. Yeah, so that's so that's how the world conceives of power, and that's how I want to suggest. We want to suggest that's by and large the church uncritically sort of adopts and traffics in that yeah. understanding of power. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons we started Gravity Leadership was that we came to realize that that is simply not true. And if it if it if we live as though it is true, a lot of abuse, exploitation mm-hmm. and unwanted outcomes and repercussions yeah. happen because people use power like that. Yes. And I, I think a lot of our listeners have experienced that kind of thing. And let me let me say one reaction to that that I've participated in, that I think is equally as unhelpful. Uh, and that's to back away from any sense of authority or power. 
So we think. So we've 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 seen ourselves as control freaks or yeah. coercively like violent kind of power. Not not uh, not bombs and guns, but like you know relational violence. Yeah. And and we either have experienced that or have done that, and then we yeah. say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be hurts, a, that right. hurts things. It hurts people. So then I'm going to go passive. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm just going to back yeah. away from situations where, like. That might happen, right? I'm, I'm just going to sort of sort of back away from any situation where I might need to make a decision about something or, you know, mm-hmm. where it impacts somebody's life. That, like anything where I actually perhaps am called to hold power, but in a new way, because we don't have an imagination for it, we just drop. We just drop the power. We're like, ah, I don't want this. I, ha- I don't want yeah, this. It's, I, I think it's so important for us to understand that Jesus held immense power. Uh, and he also gave us that same power, right? So that there is an authority and power that is yes. given to us under heaven that we are entrusted with. Yes. Uh, and the challenge for us is 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 not to step away from power and just move into weakness. Um, it, it's to actually learn how do I discern how Jesus yielded power, mm. what Jesus did with power. So like Second Timothy one seven says, um, "For I've not given you a spirit of fear, um, but of but of power." And then it's yeah. followed up by with love and self-control also, right? Yep. Uh, and and right. so it, it's it's learning how do I take the, the spiritual authority and power? Because what's interesting about a lot of the stories that have come out over the past few years is it's incredibly gifted leaders who you cannot deny they have some level of spiritual authority or power. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and what's the challenge is not that they don't have spiritual authority and power. It's that they don't know how to yield that. They don't know how to use that. Uh, mm. and, and so they, they actually use that spiritual authority and power not to bring it under love or self-control mm. or not to like Ephesians 4, right? The, the gifts of the spirit are given to us um, for the church so that we can reach full maturity. They're using those gifts and powers for their own selfish ambition and selfish gain. Yep. Yeah. And, and we get into this giant mess where there's so many people that are wounded right. um, and injured. Like we yeah. open up this story and it, I, I, I actually believe that there's going to be pastors that are going to kind of come out of the woodworks and say, Oh, I've experienced this in this way. Right. If we, Mm -hmm. if we created a social media page that just said, Hey, tell us how you've been wounded by power in the church. Yeah. There would be story after story after story from listeners who have been wounded and hurt, uh, by others. And then also by themselves, probably by the way that they've yielded power. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the 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 image that keeps coming to my mind. I think uh, Tolkien was brilliant at at highlighting what we're talking about here. Where there, it's Ra- not it's not that we don't know how Wait. to use this power we have. What's that? Tolkien, Ra- Ralph Tolkien, <laughs> the guy who makes keys down at the Walmart. No, I don't know that guy. He oh, works really. at Arby's. Guy I'm, at Arby's. I'm talking about the uh, British author J.R.R. Tolkien, who that wrote guy. the Lord of the Rings series. Okay, I think I've heard of that. Yes. So, Lord of the Rings is a picture of what we're talking about here, right? Where it's not so much that uh, we need to learn how to use this power. It's that the power that we're learning to inhabit is a completely different kind of thing than what we imagine, you know, than what we think of. So, in, in that story, if you're not familiar, the Ring of Power is... is uh, needs to be destroyed, or it's going to destroy you know Middle Earth and the, whoever the bad guy. It, whoever holds it. Whoever holds it. But um, Boromir, there's a character in in Lord of the Rings who wants to use the power for good. Like, oh, if we just took this and like we could conquer all the bad guys with this power. But like throughout the book, that's revealed to be a foolish thing to do. Um, anyway, it's it's an abiding picture, I think, of what we're talking about here. There's a there's a different conception of what power actually lives like. 
Okay, so... It looks a little bit more like a hobbit. So so what we want to do then is not say, here's how to use the ring, here's how to use worldly power more effectively. Mm -hmm. And what we also aren't going to be saying is, here's how to stay away from the ring. Right. And Here's go, how to just like and just stay just in the shire go about your business. and just stay in the shire and, and grow right. turnips and mm-hmm. smoke your pipe. Yep. But uh, actually, there's a there's a different way of embodying power that yes. Jesus shows us how to live. Mm. This is crucial, friends. And I, I want to say just a couple things about this. Number one, um, I talk to people all the time who who have left the Christian faith because they've encountered like this worldly power you know, that Tolkien talks about, mm-hmm. and have been hurt by it, and have decided that God can't be true if I experience as much pain and harm mm. by people who represent him. Yeah. Um, that literally, thousands and thousands of people are in that place. Mm-hmm. And so part of what we're doing here is actually a missional endeavor yeah. to say, to, to validate that hurt, right. affirm it, yes, that sucks, and B, uh, there's a better way of living rather than just quitting on, you know, quitting on God is a response to that hurt, yeah. but quit actually quit on God. Like, here's who God is in Jesus, right? Right. And if that doesn't appeal to you, that's fine. Quit on him. But don't quit on the abusive worldly power dressed up in God's clothing, mm-hmm. right? Don't, yeah. quit, don't quit on God because of that, Yeah. right? So there's mm. a lot at stake here, Yeah. not just for leaders in the church, but for kind of a missional sort of message to a hurting world that's languishing yes. right now. Yes, yes. So... We want to introduce then maybe a little bit of what Jesus, how Jesus helps us reconceptualize how he redefines power. And if the world says power is control, the world says power is having this ring to get everything under my, like, my domain and mm-hmm. doing what I want, mm. right? What we see, how we see Jesus uh, bearing power is that power doesn't equal control. Jesus actually gives people a lot of freedom to do what they want. Yes. People go away sad from him, people betray him, people deny him, people um, uh, don't trust him all the time, right? Um, right. There's people go, uh, people leave him in, you know, after they, after he feeds them breakfast because they're freaked out about flesh and blood and stuff <laughs> like that. Right. But uh, what we see is that power in the kingdom of God and Jesus doesn't equal control. Power rather equals love. That Jesus defines power as love, hmm. right? So, you know, we could literally turn to any chapter of the Gospels and maybe talk about this, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of the most uh, stark uh, parts, a release of this is in Luke 22, where Jesus says, hey, one of you is going to betray me, and then it's not me, it's not me, quickly turns into, well, I'm the greatest, right? Yeah. And then Jesus takes that moment around around the Passover meal, around the Lord's Supper, mm. to say um, the, lead, the leadership you guys are conceiving of is actually uh, not at all what I'm talking about. Right. So the Gentiles, they, lo- they lord it over each other, and they, they have benefactors and patrons, and there's all these obligations and levers, and, and there's, there's, there's these weird power things that are going on, right? But right. not so among you. Mm-hmm. So whoever would be first among you, if you want to be the greatest, great. Then like sacrificially love other people. Yes. Right? Become like one, become like a child, become like a dishonorable, uh, powerless person in your posture and approach to other people. And I, 
we want to suggest that this redefinition of what power is, and then we could talk more about like the Holy Spirit. I think the fruit of the Spirit are mm-hmm. as evidences of power. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this redefinition we want to suggest is still ridiculously mind blowing. It is, and and thoroughly unexplored, mm-hmm. and not even we haven't even begun to scratch the surface yeah. in most of our churches about taking how Jesus defines power seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think part of it is, uh, you know, e- even as people hear you say that, I, I think there's many of us who still don't understand how what you're talking about isn't the same thing as just dropping power, as abandoning power, as like uh, becoming completely hands-off, irresponsible, passive. passive. You know, pa- passive, passive yeah. is, you know, is the word that, that oftentimes comes to our mind. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just go passive? Just let things happen? Like, what am I... Yeah, you know so, what I mean? so, so, so that gets, that teaching of Jesus gets sort of uh, conceptualized in the phrase servant leadership, Yeah. We mm-hmm. want to be servant leaders, and and the two dominant imaginations for servant leadership is I go passive and let people walk all over me and don't own my agency, kind of like you were describing, Ben, or yeah. I still control people, but I do it nicer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm nicer <laughs> yeah. about controlling you. Right. 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 You don't realize I'm controlling you, but I'm, but still, I'm still trying to pull a lever here. I'm still, yeah. you know, washing your feet as I'm like doing something else under. Right. Your chair, you right? Know what I mean? yeah, like yeah. you know, trying to, try, yeah, yeah, washing your feet, winking at you, going. Now this means you're going to, you know, blank now, for this, me too, right? right? Now yeah. this is a benefaction patron of a relationship. Now that yeah, I've yeah. washed your feet, I expect right? a return on this investment. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, those are the two ditches that servant leadership falls into. And we just want to be like categorically stating mm-hmm. if that's what you hear us saying, that's not what we're saying. No. No, I, and it, this reminds me of something I saw on Twitter uh, recently. So Andy Crouch wrote a book called Strong and Weak. I, ha- I haven't actually read the book. Maybe, uh, have you guys read the book? Have you guys read that book? I haven't, no. No? I've okay. lived it, Ben. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> I don't even know I didn't need mean. to write it. I don't even know what that means. No, it's, it's, it sounds impressive, though. Um, anyway, so he was, he was talking about, there was an article that came out recently about Facebook and these content moderators that have to watch awful things that get posted to Facebook and oh, they have to delete anything, them. Anything that gets flagged for review, they have to watch it? They have to watch it and say, "Is this? Oh, should this be on Facebook, right? Ugh. And it is. It, it really is awful. These people are, are deeply traumatized because there's these bots just like uploading unbelievably horrid things, right? So anyway, so he was, he was commenting on these and they make like $28,000 a year uh, in America. Um, Makes and, me want to work for Facebook. Uh, right. And so, but he was talking about, I guess one of the concepts in his book is the law of conservation of vulnerability. So he says, in any human system, um, vulnerability is never done away with. It's just moved around. And so he said, the cost of opting out, the cost of doing the, going passive, like what we're talking about, okay. like, is not what we're saying, but the cost of that is that... Um, Somebody is going to exercise control at the expense of someone else who is vulnerable, and they will suffer. And so, like, the the two ditches are control, and if you exercise control, it always includes relational violence against the vulnerable. And so, that's like the law of conservation of vulnerability. And so, the, the, the answer then is to lean into being both strong and weak. 
to exercise authority and vulnerability hmm. like at the same time, hmm. which is very similar to what we're talking about. We talk about grace and truth oh, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar yeah. to what we're talking yeah. about that the answer isn't opting out because what you're doing then is just providing space for somebody to control someone else, which always results in violence and suffering. Uh, instead, we learn a new way of inhabiting authority so that we take on just as much vulnerability as we take on authority, is another way to say it. Oh, yeah. So, the, yeah, the more authority, good, yeah. the more vulnerability. If your authority is increasing without vulnerability, somebody is suffering because of it. Somebody's suffering. Yeah, yeah we don't, our imagination for love isn't big enough. Yeah. And so our imagination for how we yield love within the context of power and authority, we, we just don't have an imagination for it. So I, yeah. I love Galatians 1. Paul gets this incredible revelation from Jesus. And then he's got to figure out, how do I tell the rest of the apostles that everything's changed? Right? Mm. How do I tell them now that everything's changed? And we're, it's not because Lamentation said this or because I found this in Jeremiah. It's because I had this incredible revelation mm. on the road. Mm. And so he goes to them in Galatians 1 and said, I had this revelation. I've been set apart. I've been called by grace. And then he says, so that I. Right. And I think that's so significant that we understand that the power that has been given to us has been given to us so that I may live out the calling that the Father's given on our life so that we may lay down our power to right. lift up others. And so right. he says, so that I may bring this gospel to the Gentiles, right? Yes. And so this power has been given to me, but it's been given to me so that I will lay it down on behalf of others right. and give myself up for others. Right. Um, while we want to like take that power and receive it for us and use it for our, you know, whatever yeah. it is that we want to use it for right. so that we get lifted up. Right. Um, and we do this culturally. Hmm. Um, there's so many, like politically, we do this. Uh, 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 I, I see so many power, like battles between men and women right now are power struggles. Yeah. And the issue is that we don't know how to yield our power to help one another. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to like, how to lay down our power because we were actually created to help one another. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we believe that our our well-being, our flourishing consists in being able to maintain our power, to maintain our privilege, to maintain our positions, rather than trusting that actually I'll flourish if I, if I empower others, if I lay this down, if I give to you what you need in this moment. You know, trusting yeah. that there's plenty for me. It's a scarcity mentality about mm. power yes, that we have. Yes, and there's, there's no mutuality in any of it, no, right? It's, no. It's all about what I have. It's competition. It's the yeah. opposite. Yeah, so you guys are naming some artifacts of love, right? Some mm. mutuality and a, a vulnerability and mm. a trusting of somebody else and a using my strength to empower you rather than using my strength to overpower you. Yes. These are all artifacts yeah, of love that, like, honestly, guys, I, I mean... I feel like I'm a second grader when it comes to knowing what love is. You know what I mean? Right, like I can right. spell it yeah. right, but then that's about it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but I, I'm also struck every day. We lead these cohorts where we're training people how to leave, uh, lead, and live out of love. Just the anemic, small imagination we have for what love lives yes. like. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So love becomes sentimental. Like mm-hmm. it becomes this like feeling. Um, the '80s love song. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a love song, or it becomes like attached to hormones right so love is like mm. this this uh chemical reaction i get when i see somebody i'm attracted to right um or or love is um uh sentimentalized right so it's like we we relegate first corinthians 13 to wedding sermons 
Like that's mm. that's what it is. It's a it's a text about a husband and a wife. And mm. once in a while we hear it and we're moved. You right. know, we're moved in our affections, but it, right. but on a day-to-day life. Yeah, right? how how does that work when you're when your 3-year-old uh won't won't listen to what you're saying? Yeah. When when your spouse disagrees with you about, you know, where to move, you know, or what job that we should have. You know what I mean? Like how no do, what does it live like yeah. when these you know, everyday situations come up. Yeah. I mean, and we hear, you know, 2 Timothy 1.7, Ben, you quoted that, and uh, the Lord hasn't having given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Mm-hmm. Like, we think of those as three different things. <laughs> right. Yes. There's power, yeah. Yeah. and then there's love, which helps, like, the hammer be soft. Mm-hmm. And it's like a velvet yes. hammer. Yes. And then there's self-control. Yeah. But no, like, Paul's saying, uh, the power is a is a loving self-control. Like, the, the power, the quality of that power Yes. Is love under self-control. Yes. Which just blows my mind. Like, what does that even mean? What does mm-hmm. that even look like? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I found, you know, you mentioned those groups, you know, our, our Gravity Leadership Academy cohorts. Um, and I, I find, like, one of, the, one of the main things I think we're learning how to do is, is be free in every relationship and situation to love. So a lot of times, I think our imagine our lack of imagination for love is because we are uh, beholden to other masters, constrained by other things. Right. Well, like I need this to happen, so I can't. You know, I don't know what love would would look like in this situation because I haven't really let go of my need, for example, for for you know my kids to give me ten minutes of peace and quiet. Right. So if because I can't lay that down, I need to control them and make them be quiet. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, I can't lay down my need for. You know, if my identity is attached to my church, and I'm like, well, if we stop growing or if this church goes away, well, who would I be? But because I need that to happen, I'm I'm not then free to love the people in my church because I need them to do something for me, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's a yes. that's a big part of it is like learning to. We're not going to have an imagination for how to do it until we sort of trust Jesus enough to lay down some of these idols, really. Yep. That we're yes that we're worshiping. Yeah, so our identity issues or the bad news or the lies that we hear in our life over and over again cause us to fall on ditches on both sides of power. Right. right? So they cause us to fall in the ditch of overpowering. Right. And they cause us to fall in a ditch of not yielding any power or stepping into weakness when actually spiritual power and authority has actually been given to us by Jesus and mm-hmm. by the Father that we're called to yield and to use. Yeah. Um, you guys know my daughter, like she's nine, mm-hmm. uh, and she is fierce, yeah, right? Uh, she, she, is. Is, she is large and in charge. There's never a room that she walks <laughs> in where she is not the dominant personality yep. with other kids. And, and one of the things that I've had to learn in being a good parent with her over the last year is not to teach her not to use her power, but it's to teach her that she has this beautiful power, this relational power, and she has this strong personality that I don't want to knock out of her, one, because she's a female, or, or two, because right. it's a little embarrassing sometimes when my daughter's bossing everyone around. Uh, I, I, actually right. want, I actually want to like call out like train her how to use that power for others. Right. Uh, teach right. her how to like empower others and teach her how to use that for good. Right. So the conversation over and over again is. You broke up there a little bit. The conversation you're having over and over and over is what? Is, is, is honey, how do you, how do you use that power for somebody else? Right. How do you mm, love them well? Yeah. And how do you take that strength that's inside of you and that's lay good. that down for somebody else? Hmm. Can I share a story about that, Ben? Like, 
that about Claire. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, she's always telling me what to yes. do. <laughs> no, so I was talking to a friend of mine. She works for her dad in a family business, mm-hmm. and she and she's going to take over the business from her dad mm. uh, when her dad retires soon. And they have an employee who is really good at her job, but she's actively lying mm. and putting the company in a really vulnerable place by straining some relationships through her lies and deception. Hmm. Like relationships with customers? Yes, and, 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 and other employees, okay. right? Oh. So she's kind of a lying manipulator, even yeah. though she's very talented, very mm. competent. She's got these character things that are undermining her effectiveness uh, and fruitfulness in this company. Mm. And so I was talking to my friend this morning, and she was just saying, like, I need to address this. Hmm. Like, um, you know, I'm second in charge and my, da- my dad has asked me to sort of address this person and their, <laughs> and their tomfoolery. As part of your training, yeah, please do the thing I would like not to do. And she was <laughs> describing, like, I know how to, like, send an email that mm. just gives ultimatums yeah. and calls out this stuff. Mm-hmm. I know how to sort of, like, try to subtly suggest maybe her stop lying. <laughs> like, you maybe. know... Like Have I you know, ever thought of this? Yeah, I like I know how to be. I know how to try to be nice enough to her that she'll listen to me, and I know how to like yeah. get tough with her. Yeah, but but all the stuff we're saying, like I don't know. Like as we talked, she was like, I don't know how to use my power, my organizational in chargeness, mm-hmm. right? As love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to love this person. I know how to punish them, mm-hmm. and I know how to appease them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I don't know how to like empower them. Yeah. So we were talking through what that looks like. And as we were talking, she gained this imagination like of moving towards this person with clear, uh, with clear affirmation of the, this other woman's uh, goodness, beauty, benefit to the company. And with clear what's happening now can't continue. Hmm. So yeah, I, aff- I affirm who you are. And you are a vital part of who we are and what we do. But these things that we're noticing and seeing, they can't continue because they undermine our, our, our organizational like, goals and your effectiveness. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then recruiting yeah. her to say, are you up for learning how to become yeah. a better employee? And that, that what strikes me about that is that that is a call not for her to like do something that would be bad for her personally, yes, and good for the company. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's no, it's it's good for everybody. If you <laughs> if you can learn to live with integrity and stop lying, that'll be so good for you. Like you you've got a lid on your life right now because yeah. of these character issues, yes. and I'm trying to help yes, you you're... too. You know. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah. You're subtly sabotaging your own self, and I don't yeah. want you to do that. Yeah. 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 I don't. I, I don't want that to you. happen. Yeah. This is about this. This is about my actual love for you to even have right. this conversation. Yeah. 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 So That's love. Good and, and, and and like flip the coin on that. Like, there's a great example of the corporate world actually saying to somebody, "Your competency does not give you permission to behave this way." which right. we failed to do in many ways in the church, right? Oh my right? gosh, all the time. So like yeah. you guys, we, we've talked about this recently. We know of a church recently that interviewed a guy who blatantly lied during his interview, yet they still hired him and said, well, you know, he's a really good preacher. <laughs> right. I mean, that's exactly what they said, yes. Yes, yeah. 
that like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, with, so we love we love worldly yeah. power. This is this gets back to what we talked about last week on we, the podcast. We love it, and we will yeah. we will sweep under the rug any evidence that worldly power isn't going to deliver what we think it will. So you've abused children, we'll move you to another church, right? You you yell at people and demean them in meetings. And we'll say, well, he's got a lot on his plate right now. He's really stressed out, right? Yeah, right. And you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's never, it's, it's never pretty to see how the sausage is made. Right. You right. know, I heard that so many times. Right. Like yeah. you, you know, you don't. The closer you get to it, you see how ugly it is. Well, let me just say, the closer people got to Jesus, they didn't see how ugly he was. Right. Come on. They they actually were redeemed and delivered. Yeah. So the closer they got to power embodied, the healthier they became. And the problem we have in our country and in our churches is that the closer we get to power, the more unhealthy we get. Yeah. And, and blind to our own, own, own unhealth, too. Yes. And so yeah. that's what we're setting out to do here yeah. is to name this stuff. Mm. Name it. How, yeah. how is this in, in concrete stories? Because we've been talking 20,000 feet a bit, these mm-hmm, fast food podcasts, mm-hmm. but we're going to start talking about what does this look like uh, in all kinds of segments of society. Mm. And hopefully... We get a better uh, imagination, a better way of conceiving and perceiving of, wait, this isn't good. This isn't healthy. I can't. Ex- I shouldn't excuse this. I shouldn't make permission. I shouldn't enable this behavior any longer. Right. And what actually am I looking for? When right. we talk about power, the power of the Holy Spirit, right? The power that births this incredible love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How do we develop the capacity to in, embody that, yes, and be that kind of like that kind of power coming from us—the mm, power that delivers yeah. and redeems and saves and empowers others. Mm, I, I sign up for that. Yep. So I'm, hey, in, I'm in for I'm the rest in. of the series, I'm guys. I'm in too. I'm in too. And uh, if you uh, subscribe and like our podcast, you'll get our weekly foray into these things. And we're going to talk about some tough stuff. We're going to talk about race and gender. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, economics. We're going to talk about criminal justice system. I mean, because this, our notions of power run all through these different disciplines. And so we're going to, yes. and we aren't, like, we're learning too. Yeah. When I say I'm a second grader when it comes to love, like, I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not trying to be self-deprecating. I'm just saying, like, we're learning so much. Yeah, Hardman? Like, mm-hmm. through Claire and through our friends and whatever. Yeah, every day. Every day. So we're going to bring other people on that know maybe a little more about the ways that power corrupts mm-hmm. and the way that we've misused power so that we can learn from them and with them how to orient our power in the love of God revealed in Jesus. Yep. So here we go. Here we go. Giddy we up. will, we will, uh, we'll talk at you again next week. Yep. We'll let, <laughs> let we'll let Hardman go, uh, overpower his dogs. <laughs> Thorn in my flesh, guys. <laughs> Everybody just pray for me. My yep. family loves them. I yep. hate them. Yep. <laughs> You're storing up in your body what's lacking in the cross of Christ yeah. for your family. Right there. Dogs. Right there. Power yeah. of deliverance. Yeah, yeah. All right. Peace, y'all. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. If you enjoy learning from this podcast, please be sure to show your support by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. Be sure to share with your friends on social media too. And we would love to hear from you. So please email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com. 
You can join our online community for free at gravityleadership.com slash join. You'll get our latest content delivered straight to your inbox, as well as an email most Fridays with curated links to articles we found interesting or helpful. To join us, go to gravityleadership.com slash join. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.